We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to US News & World Report, we're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio. In a 2014 episode of the PBS documentary series, Finding Your Roots, Ben Affleck learned a great deal about his family tree. He apparently did not want the show to reveal that one of his ancestors owned slaves. The regular person on a daily basis, we, we have a lot of materialistic items. We, we have clothes, we have jewelry, we have cell phones. We're very materialistic people. When you take all of the materialistic items away from a person, what are they left with? This is The Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. Hello. And I am Michael Graham. So glad that you are here. The phone number, 844-404-1067. You can email me, michael at michaelgraham.com. We have a ton of stuff going on for today's show. And hey, uh, just a quick reminder, it's time to get a job or a better job. Save the date for the Atlanta Career Expo, putting Georgia to work this Thursday. I'll be broadcasting from the Cobb Galleria. The Expo goes from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Brought to you by News Radio 1067, presented by Northside Hospital. Whether you're searching for your first job, your dream job, or something to keep you busy during retirement, the Atlanta Career Expo can help. Advice from experts on job training and retraining, resume writing, and how to dress for success. Now, why do I mention that? Because one of the, to me, key stories of the day is yet more news that if you are under the age of 35 and you're out there looking for a job, you are screwed. The headline from Bloomberg in the new millennium no jobs for millennials. And I've seen the press trying to pump this idea that, oh, my gosh, things are on a tear. And, you know, the Obama economy is doing great and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to skip you know, the uh, history lesson about how many jobs we would have if we had just had had normal growth the past five years. If we'd had a normal, we, you know, what happens after a recession we would have millions more jobs and we would all be earning more money. But people can't feel that. You know what I'm saying? You can tell them over and over and over again what should have happened. All they know is what has happened. And I'm, I hate to say it, but this has become the new normal. The people for whom the new normal has completely failed are people 25 to 34. What's most striking is the gap is now wider today than it was in 2009 when the economy was totally in the cr- the 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 uh, the uh, disposal removal uh, container, the ceramic punch bowl. Yes, uh, it's worse than then. How many of you know young people who have been out beating the bushes for a real job? And by real job, I don't mean to demean the other jobs, but there are jobs that you do because you need the money. You know, and and I I waited tables. I. Never did fast food, but you know I've I've worked in the food service industry. I've uh, you know done you know lawnscaping, landscaping, whatever, just whatever I had to do. 
And so I don't, I don't mean, I'm not trying to demean those jobs in the least. I admire people who take those jobs because you could be sitting at home on your fat butt doing nothing and getting a government check. But how many of you know young people right now and you've asked your friends, how come your son, how come your nephew, how come, what's going on with them? Well, they're still working part-time. They're still working fast food. They're still working, you know, temp agencies. Well, it's not necessarily their fault as Bloomberg data show. In the 1982 recession, 25, 34-year-olds took a big hit. They absolutely lost their jobs, and they lost their jobs faster than everyone else, which you would expect, you know, last in, first out kind of thing, unions and just hiring practices. But the difference was that by the time the recovery came around, their unemployment rate was, in fact, it was a little bit lower than the average unemployment rate. Same thing happened in the 1992 recession. Younger workers were hit hardest in the two years after the 1990 recession, but they caught up to everyone else a year later. But the problem is that now the gap between young workers and everybody else has been here since 2009, and it's worse. It's getting worse. Young people are learning the habit of not working. And that's bad. That is, you know what I'm saying? I mean, think about what happened to you. You got thrown out of your house, you know, 18, I assume, to go work or go to college or whatever. And you learn from the beginning, it's my job to go out and get a job. Well, these young people, not in part not due to their own actions because you know, the jobs aren't there, are learning you don't get up every day and go to a job. Or you get up every day and you go to a job for a few hours because you're only working part-time. And then you got the rest of the day to play video games, hit the bong, chase girls, hang out. You know, That's what a generation of young Americans are learning. This is why all this crap talk about... I don't know why the Republicans are attacking Hillary Clinton. Nobody cares about whether or not she used her high office to become rich. No one cares that she took bribes took bribes from foreign governments. Nobody cares that foreign governments paid her husband half a million dollars for a single speech while she was Secretary of State, and then she changed her position on, on issues. No one cares. What they care about is the economy. Okay, great. We care about the economy. What is Mrs. Bill Clinton going to do about the economy? No one knows. She hasn't said not a word. I agree with you when you get frustrated about how you turn on the news and it's, you know, people are talking about this petty insider stuff. You know, Rand Paul said something that Ted Cruz didn't like or, you know, Lindsey Graham. I agree with you. The real issue, the re- one of the real issues is your son and daughter heading out onto the street looking for a job. Your son and daughter who are going to graduate this May and go out on the street with their $50,000 in college debt and no job. I agree with you completely. The problem is I can't find anybody in the bigs, big government, big business, big media, who care. All they do is talk about, it's all partisan politics. Anyone who attacks Hillary Clinton from being a crook is a hater, and they should be talking about jobs. Okay, great. Why don't you go ask Hillary about jobs then? Because she won't take our questions. But that's okay. We don't mind that she won't take our questions. I mind not because I care about scoring points on Hillary versus Jeb or whoever. I mind because somebody's going to be the next president of the United States. And right now, your sons and daughters can't find jobs. At least that's what the statistics are saying, which is why I wanted to ask you at 844-404-1067. Do you agree that there's something wrong with the economy 
Or do you think that there's something wrong with our young people? It's easy to blame young people. And, and, I, and trust me, I, I, I know. I, I get it. Uh, but for every young worker that sucks and doesn't give a crap about his job, there's another young worker out there who wants the job and is in fighting and can't find them. Or we burden them with so much college debt because we idiotically say, everyone should go to college. Everyone should go to college. No, they shouldn't. And by sending them off to college to waste five years lear- learning to ten- turn any cylindrical object into a bong, all you're doing is burdening them with debt and making it harder for them to find work. Remember last week on April 15th when the uh, fast food workers were out marching demanding $15 an hour and we, including myself, were all mocking them? Look, I share the mockery that, you, but you have to give me $15 an hour even though all I do is you know flip burgers or push buttons. I agree with you that those demands are unrealistic. But there's another side that I too often overlook, which is at least they want to work. <laughs> at least they're showing up for a job. I wish we lived in America where you could have 15 bucks an hour. I live, I really, I do. I wish, I mean, economic reality is economic reality. I don't want to fight over burger flipping jobs anymore because I don't want people stuck with burger flicking jobs until they're 35, which is what's happening more and more. I want your burger flipping job to be the job you take part time, you know, high school, early college, whatever, you know, in between jobs. But before you boom, go out and do something great like, you know, whatever, uh, you know, electrical or IT or construction or sales or whatever it is. That's what I want. And so on the one hand, It's easy to mock people who are in a minimum wage job until they're 40 because they're losers. On the other hand, there are people stuck in crappy part-time jobs because they can't find other jobs. So you tell me, you know more than I do. And I'll be, and once again, I don't trust the media. Bloomberg says 35 and youngers, 20, 20 somethings. We'll stick with 20. 20 somethings aren't working because the jobs aren't there. Is that it, or is it because 20-somethings just won't work? Michael Graham now, and the Kimmer at Noon on News Radio 1067. Good morning, it's 919. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, and star of the show. Coming up later in the show, your chance to win free lunch at Tin Lizzie's Cantina. Uh, one of the reasons we ask you to uh, join us here on the air and one of the ways we say thank you at 844-404-1067. We're talking about a new report that shows that not only is unemployment higher for people 25 to 34, but that the gap between those young workers and the rest of the workforce is hot, bigger than it was in 2009. And my question for you at 844-404-1067 is, is the problem the economy that the economy we have got going right now is uh, crushing the jobs that would normally be the entry-level jobs for those younger workers, or is the problem the workers themselves? They're just not willing to hustle to find the job, to get the job, or to show up and do the job. So if you're 25 to 34 and you're out there looking for a job, 844-404-1067, or if you're an employer who hires people 25 to 34 Years old. You hire young people right out of high school, right out of college, 844 404 1067. I would love to hear from you about what's really going on. 
There are a couple of other layers to this that don't get talked about. You know, Mayor Kasim Reed talks a lot about jobs and young people, but he also supports open borders and amnesty. Who's the most likely to lose a job to a criminal immigrant who is here working, quote, illegally, but being rewarded by the government for doing it? Because we do. We reward people who sneak into the country illegally. The people most likely to lose those jobs, young people, young workers, young male workers are disproportionately affected by this. You know, we mock, I mock, and and I'm not pleading guilty. I'm just simply pointing out. I'm, I'm one of the people who points out to uh, fast food workers who want 15 bucks an hour, there is a robot who can do your job. Well, the good news is for me as a consumer that there's a robot who can do that job. And so I don't have to deal with the inept, you know, goofball with his finger up his nose trying to bring me my burger. The bad news is there's a robot who could do that job. And that person needs to work. We need that person to work. So what's you know, what, what's the answer if the jobs aren't there? Is there something, this is the first time in the modern era where we've had a recovery where young people couldn't bounce back and get jobs. And this recovery has been horrible. The, uh, the approach that Washington has taken since 2008 has been awful. And uh, it's been the worst recovery since World War II, the slowest recovery. I mean, we've got the first quarter this year, we had 1% growth. That's, that's terrible. We had more jobs created in a month under during the Reagan recovery than we had created in six months under the Obama recovery. And that was with a, you know, when the population was 20 percent smaller. So those numbers are even bigger. So why is it so bad? You tell me 844-404-1067. You can't argue that the economy is doing great. That's clearly not the case. But. That doesn't mean that it's all about government policy or corporate policy or the stock market. It could be character that's the problem. Let's ask Renee. Renee, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Hey, Michael. This is Renee. Met you the other day at the Braves game. How oh, you doing? terrific. I'm fine. Thanks so much for calling. So what's this problem? Is the problem the economy or the character of the kids? Um, it's the parents, man. Point the finger at the parents. When you're pointing the finger at the kids, there's four fingers pointing at every single parent. You know, we have been here in Atlanta for 28 years. We've stayed in the same house in our town in Peachtree City, and we taught our kids to live within the means. We put two children, two boys, 23 and 28, through college right here in Atlanta. Um, Both of them graduated. We told them, you're in and out in four years. Right. We gave them a budget, told them, this is how much money you live on per week, and if you don't like it, go out and get a job. They both graduated from college and uh, no debt. We bought them used cars, said, here you go, and they both have excellent jobs here in the Atlanta area. And we're still living in the same house that we lived in um, when we moved here. We just didn't overdo it. My husband went through several downsizes. So, Renee, let me ask you the hard question. Let me ask you the hard question. What do you do if one of those young people comes back to you and says, look, you know what I've been doing. You know how hard I've been looking. I can't find jobs other than, you know, temporary, part-time or, you know, fast food jobs. What, what do you say to that? Do you say that, that they need to go look harder, or do you say, you know, you're right, this economy really is kind of screwed up? Nope, keep looking. My son that just graduated from University of Georgia, um, it took him a little bit of time to find a job, but he found one. And the beauty of it was is that he, they didn't give him exactly what he wanted, but he asked the question, what's it going to take to get this? When I, this is what I want to earn. And you know what? They loved it. He dressed for success, and he 
did exactly what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. I love your comment about these kids have part-time jobs. They go home, they play video games, and they hit the bong, and that's right. exactly what they're doing. Renee, thanks for the great call at 844-404-1067. Austin is on the air. Austin, thank you for calling. Yeah, thank you, Michael. So what's the problem? Is it the economy that's unusually crappy, which it is, you can't dispute that, or is it the character of the kids? They're not pushing to make the economy better. Um, well, I'm 26 years old, okay. and when I got out of high school, my parents, you know, basically forced me to go to college. Um, I kind of, you know, tried to tell them, you know, I didn't really, school wasn't really for me, but mm-hmm. you know, they kind of put it on me anyways, you know, and, and you know, I took out student loans. Now yep. I'm graduated and uh, got that debt. And I'm working two part-time jobs right now, um, and um, I'm working at UPS as one of my part-time jobs, and, you know, I'm working my way up there trying to become a driver. You know, that's something sure. I could have done any, anyways without a college degree. But, you know, I, I work with a lot of hardworking people out there, you know, that are around my same age group, and, you know, the same same thing with them. Is, uh, you know, and my other job is Papa John's. There's even a lot of people, you know, in their 30s, they got full-time jobs, and they're going there working part-time to supplement their income because, uh, you know, pay is, is not, you know, doesn't sure. seem like for most people it's as high as it, it should be. It's not. So. I mean, I, I've got a number for you to share with your coworkers. The average household income, you know, what if you go to, so, to an apartment or house, the people who all live there, all of their income is still lower today than it was before the big recession hit in 2008. Still. And, and what makes that different, Austin, this is why I feel for you, is that if you were, if you were your age during the Reagan recovery, average household incomes exploded. The fastest growth up until that point for black household incomes happened under Reagan, evil right-wing Reagan. Now, again, not because he's right-wing, but just because the economy recovered in a way that created more wealth and more jobs. There's no substitute for more people doing more stuff creating more wealth and spending more money. There's no substitute for that. There is no government. Someone just sent me a great uh, a poster that I posted at the Michael Graham Facebook page, uh, Michael Graham show. Teach a man to fish and he'll eat for life. Give a man someone else's fish and he'll vote for you. And you can't dispute that. But here's the problem with that. It's not the, re- the redistribution of wealth, these old arguments about, you know, where that's the taxpayer's money. blah, blah, blah. I don't care how you get there. The end goal has to be more people doing more stuff that creates more wealth that gives them more money to spend because that's the only economy that will keep going. We've tried throwing literally trillions of dollars at people since 2008 to just kind of make magic, you know, magic jobs and magic money. And we built bridges to nowhere and we repaved roads nine times and we've done all this stuff. It didn't work because there wasn't real wealth, real stuff. A 25-year-old who is a super genius with nine degrees but can't do anything that someone will pay him to do is economically worthless. Not because he's a bad person, because he doesn't have those skills. And that's what we have screwed up. At least that's how it looks to me. 844-404-1067. When we come back, your phone calls, and I'm going to tell you some jobs that didn't involve college that your son or daughter could have gone into right out of high school, and they would be making more money and creating more wealth right now. And those jobs are still there. What are they? Find out. I am Michael Graham. Good morning. It's 935. I am Michael Graham. By the way, Greg Talmadge, this is 
Sam Roberts Band from Canada. They really rock. They're not well known in the U.S. Some people call him the uh, Bruce of Canada or whatever, but Sam Roberts Band, check him out. You're going to love him. Love at the End of the World is one of their best songs. Absolutely great. This is Detroit 67, another great song, so check that out. Hey, why are we talking about the jobs issue? Well, number one, what is more important than you, your family, having a job, paying the bills? It's up there in the top key things. Your ability to feed your family, your ability to live your life as you believe. I mean, that's why we do America. The other reason we're doing is because this Thursday I'll be broadcasting from the Atlanta Career Expo. Um, at the Cobb Galleria, it goes on Thursday morning from, uh, was it 9 a.m.? I'll be there 9 to noon. Uh, yeah, it's but it starts before that. It goes on all day. And so it's, if you're looking for a job, come out there and join us. But these new numbers on millennials, no host loves bashing millennials more than I do. But I'm sorry, this this economy is different from the challenge. And, and look, I know God's always changing, blah, blah, blah. Every time someone says to me, Michael, I don't care how much money Hillary took in bribes from other countries. I don't care how many times other countries wrote her husband a check for half a million dollars to affect American policy. I want to bring back the Clinton economy. I would, too. I would love to bring back the Clinton economy. Here's all you have to do. Have the Cold War end. Have the wall fall down. Have 100 million new consumers all come on the marketplace at the same time and have the tech bubble. Have the internet get invented. Can you do, if you can just do that for me, we'll have the, well, Michael, it's not possible. Well, that's what the Clinton economy was. I'm not bashing Bill Clinton. I'm not saying he, you know, he doesn't get any credit. He was a president. But it was, it wasn't that Congress and the president figured out some magic way to make the economy work. We were just lucky. My, a friend of mine works in radio and his mom says to him all the time, and he's a pretty big wiggy kind of guy, you know, he's a corporate guy. I can't believe you don't have a secretary. Your father always had a secretary. I don't think your employers at Cumulus appreciate you because you don't have a secretary. And he looked at mom. Nobody has a secretary. I mean, you know, elites, you know, super high up. But no, the day of every person with a white collar job having a secretary are over. Well, I don't understand. Why did your father have one? You know why your father had one? Because in 1945, America's uh, uh, industrial might was competing with countries where everyone lived in a hole in the ground because they'd been bombed the crap out of during World War II. If you can go back to a time when the rest of the world, from Germany to Japan, is all sitting around fires fighting over a scrap of bacon, and America has the whole global economy un- with no competition, then we can all have secretaries again, and everybody can you know, can have paid vacations and blah, 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 blah. We're just not there. And so the question is not, why can't we go backwards? The question is, how do we go forwards? How do we let young people like my my daughter who's a freshman in college and my son who's uh, out of high school working in construction, how do we let them have a chance for an economic way forward? And the way to not do it, sticking them with college degrees they don't need, sticking them with college debt that's going to hurt them for no reason and telling them if they just go out and protest, they can have $15 an hour for flipping burgers. That is not the solution. John is on News Radio 1067. John, thanks for the call. Thank you. And I, I agree with everything you just said about debt and college degrees that aren't applicable. But I, I, you know, I graduate next Saturday from college. Congratulations. So I, thank you very much. May I ask what your degree will be in? Uh, it's from Georgia Tech in business. Oh. 
Oh, dude, you got it made. So, You're all set. Put your feet up. Start smoking a cigar. <laughs> You're set. Well, you know, I did want to make a point, you know. Uh, I, you know, I, it doesn't matter, you know, which business school you come from. Here's Here's what I've noticed, you know. All these people that are 25 to 34, it's not that they're lazy. You know, unfortunately, they were in a time when the economy tanked. They didn't have any options to get some real-world experience. So now these kids that are coming fresh out of college, they're, it's fresh in their mind. You know, right. so you have to think like an employer. You know, is an employer going to want somebody who is fresh out? You know, they're, they've been practicing all of these concepts and applications or you know, are they going to take someone who hasn't used that information in a while, you know? A good point. Or somebody whose work record is spotty for the past five years versus someone who just got out, so you don't know what their work record is. Exactly, exactly. And that's, <sighs> the, that's the true disadvantage, you know, and that's something that so many people can't control. You know, they might that, have a dude, great degree and great work ethic, but on paper, you know, if it's spotty, what's an employer going to say about that? That is a great observation. I had not even thought about that. Thinking Now, let me ask you this. So, you're you're fresh out now from Georgia Tech. What would you say to the guy who's five years older than you who just went for, through that ride? What you got any advice or insights? Absolutely, for absolutely. You know, what's, and it's all about positioning, Michael. You know, what you need to do is you need to think like somebody who's going to hire you. You have to right. say, all right, why would I hire myself? What do I have to bring to the table? Because they can, they, everybody's going to understand what you know the economy's been through, and that mm-hmm. everybody's going to understand that as well. So, um, you know, what you have to do. You know, join market if you're a marketer, if you're in business, join a marketing association. You know, get involved with with people and organizations that think like you do. If if you want a marketing job, you know, get involved with those kind of things. If you want to get into sales, you know, right, now, John, those are those are ex- excellent, excellent points. But just think about the disadvantage of the twenty seven year old versus the twenty two year old, the thirty year old versus the twenty five year old. I didn't even thought about that. Catherine is on News Radio one oh six seven. Hi, how are you today? I'm fine, Catherine. So is the problem the economy or people in the 20s just suck? Which one is it? I think it's an individual problem. A lot of people in the 20s, they do suck because they are lazy and expect <laughs> handouts. Seriously, I'm a hairdresser and I've been in the industry a long time. I went to college for two years, but I didn't ever want to go. So I always wanted to do hair. Mm-hmm. I hire these young people. And I think about one out of every 10 will get off their phones. Otherwise, they just are late. They want to stay on the phone, right. texting or video games. And the last person that I had to let go, um, she didn't want to come to work because it was raining. You're kidding. So No, I'm not kidding. I don't so, want to come yeah. to work. It's raining. It was raining too hard. Wow. So, well, yeah, you know what? If you don't, thing, isn't it? And so you told her if you don't want to come to work when it's raining, then you don't want to come to work. I absolutely don't need anybody that can't work in the rain. Absolutely. There you go. 844-404-1067. Is it the economy or is it the kids? Why is this historic gap bigger than it was during the Reagan recovery, bigger than it was during the Clinton recovery? Why this gap? Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at Noon on News Radio 1067. You can email me, michael at michaelgram.com. I love hearing from you. You can Twitter, follow me on Twitter, I am M. Graham. I post stuff uh, during the show and take your uh, topics and ideas. Look, I no idea is too good to steal. That is one of the uh, natural truths in life that we uh, celebrate here on the show. Coming up later in the show, something that you did at the age of 14, probably all the time, that is now illegal 
and uh, you're going to love or hate this story. And for those of you who wonder, Graham, why are you always picking on the cops? I have yet another example of why it is our job to fight dumb government, including the uses to which they put our police officers, because if we don't do it, the bad guys will. And so I got another story on that. You're just not you're not going to believe what happened to an 11 year old. And you're going to say, holy crap, Michael, that can't be true. Uh, yeah, it is true. So, man, we got time to talk. about Right now that we're talking about the new uh, numbers that show the unemployment is higher for uh, millennials, 25 to 34 year olds. And it's staying that way. And uh, millennials are complaining, saying, look, don't blame us. We're out looking for jobs. The jobs aren't there. Plus, we have this ridiculous college debt we're carrying. And they're blaming the rest of us for that. You know what? They got a point. When you've got everyone from the president of the United States down to your guidance counselor telling you, everyone should go to college, everyone should go to college. And so you send in a bunch of average students to college and then they leave with a mediocre degree or no degree. I'm sorry. It is it is our, when you subsidize college as much as we do, when you blow as much tax money on college as we do, uh, you can't. You can't say it has nothing to do with us. So was the problem the uh, millennials or the economy? Let's ask Tom. Tom, you're on with Michael Graham. Hey, Michael. Great show. It's always Thanks. very thought-provoking. I appreciate it. That's well, my pleasure. So I, I, I am an instructor at a metro area technical college. I teach a skilled trade. Okay. okay? And I have a lot of students that are millennials. I have some non-traditional age students as well. And Easily, twenty percent of my students don't really want to work. What? They, yeah, they they go to school. Um, a lot of them are bouncing from funding source to funding source. Um, they will get a Pell Grant. Mm-hmm. They'll exhaust their Pell Grant, and then they'll move to another source that pays their bills for a little while. Um, and I can't understand it. Mm-hmm. I still struggle with it all the time. <clears throat> But they don't want to work. They have no motivation. Is it because they don't have the motivations? Because that they figured out that they don't have to work? That well, we've created that, a climate for it's not necessary? Well, I think that's part of it. But I think it breaks all kind of social and economic barriers. I mean, I see the, the same behavior exhibited in kids whose parents make a million dollars and kids whose parents don't make anything. <laughs> so... I, I don't I, I don't understand it. I think right. it's a generational thing with them. It's okay to be poor and not have a job and live in your parents' basement. Mm-hmm. It's cool. And that's the Everybody part. Everybody accepts it. To me, that is the shift, is the notion that it's okay. I happen to agree that most young people want to work. As you you gave a percentage, you estimated 20%. Well, I agree. I'm saying of my students. I understand. I understand. But I would say what I says. I would. I think that most young people still want to work and they still you know, feel the pressure to work, but that number is shrinking and more and more people are completely comfortable saying, no, I just, I hang out. I do this, I do that. And, you know, I, I, I scam the system. I, you know, I've got a, a, you know, a college loan I'm living off of for a couple of years. And that number continues to grow and grow. And that's the part that scares me. One of the things that people missed about the Tea Party movement, in my opinion, is that the Tea Party movement was fundamentally a movement, not about economics. It wasn't about tax policy or Obamacare even. It was about character. The problem with Obamacare isn't the medical, you know, healthcare, economic impact part, although that's legit and over, you know, that's another issue. The problem with it is the premise of it is somebody ought to pay for your healthcare. The problem with food stamps isn't 
that some people sometimes need help feeding themselves and their kids. We all know that you go through short periods where you need a little bit of help. The problem is the premise is someone else ought to feed you and feed your kids. The problem with uh, the uh, President Obama's push to, quote, forgive college loans and the problem with the movement we just went through of saying everyone should get a mortgage and no one should have to pay it back is the premise that it's not your job to buy your house or pay your bills. That premise. Look, stuff happens. We all know stuff happens to people. Yeah, you know, we the economy went through a ter- terrible plunge and there was a lot of wreckage left behind. We get that. But the first premise has to be whose job is it to feed you? It's your job to feed you. Dave, you're on with Michael Graham. Thanks for the call. Hey, good morning, Mike. How you doing, man? Take it away, sir. Hey, good morning. How you doing, Mike? Just fine, uh, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Just make one a quick point uh, about where you're the whole topic. Uh, I put it like this. Uh, school system right now is mm. telling kids to go ahead and go to college. And college is a good thing. It can be a good thing. But the students that don't want to go to college, I believe they're the smart ones because of the debt that they want to accumulate from going to college if they're not paying out of pocket. Uh, it's a thing to where the government uses uh, college as a way to generate revenue through its own citizens mm-hmm. over time. Uh, I, I put it like this: I went to I'm a student at Life University now, okay. and I'm a grad student, and I've accumulated about 130 thousand worth of debt. And I'm, yeah, and I'm graduating uh, with a chiropractic degree uh, this summer. But I say I'm thinking, what if I were to come out of high school and just started a job and worked yep. my way up? Exactly. Been, I'm 28, 28 now without that debt. I would have been well over. And it's been a better situation, but that's the way the school system teaches now is to go ahead and accumulate debt and put yourself under the radar without even uh, a positive thought on it. Yeah, but here's the deal, though, Dave. You actually did sit down, though, and sign the paperwork to borrow that money. Uh huh. You're what, right. I did. I did. What were you thinking, man? I, well, you know, I wanted to make a career for myself. I thought sure. I want to do the American dream, you know, go ahead and, and get a career, work, and, you know, hopefully retire at one, age, uh, one point without thinking. If I would have had the notion to go ahead and start working out of high school yep. with a skill or a trade, I would work my way up the right way. Exactly. Instead, instead of trying to get a, a quick fix on a career, okay, maybe three or four years, I'd get a great job. No, just go ahead and start working now as an adult when I was 18 and then work my way up the ladder like uh, the folks did back in – I guess the early 60s and 70s, you know? The way it used to always be. And the problem is, I mean, on the one hand, you made the decision, you borrowed the money, so in that sense it's on you. On the other hand, though, you're right. The climate around you was just encouraging you to do exactly that, to not think what is the end game here. And as long as we continue the stupidity of everyone should go to college, everyone should go to college, we're going to keep helping people make mistakes that screw over their lives. Man, we have a ton of stuff to talk about, including why did the cops kick in a door over an 11-year-old's comments about drugs and pot. It's an amazing story. And uh, the criminal act that you have almost certainly engaged in as a child or a parent. So much talk, so little time. I, Michael Grant. It's 1005 at News Radio 1067. Oh, yeah. Michael Graham. And as much as I hate to be the one bearing the bad news, we call it the natural truth, the way the world really is. And yes, the horrifying rumors are true. Full House is returning. <laughs> 
If you didn't get enough of this lame, unwatchable sitcom in the 80s, you get more of this lame, unwatchable sitcom in the future. They're calling it Fuller House. It will be on Netflix. Netflix, which has brought us House of Cards. Netflix, which has brought us Daredevil, which I'm watching right now, which is pretty good, is bringing us Fuller House. This is just absolutely horrific. How rude. (sighs) There's only one reason for the Olsen twins to ever appear on my screen and it's a word that rhymes with born. That is the only reason the Olsen dreams should exist. And the only thing good about the Stamos guy is that he was married to the smoking hot, what was her name? Uh, Mystique? What was it? Uh, Soccer Boy is all about this. He and Brandon, Brandon get in here. He and Brandon have just, they've been practically man dancing together. They're so excited about this. Uh, what's the name of the, the guy? Stamos, John Stamos. Yeah, and what's he was married? I think Rebecca. Rebecca Romaine Stamos, right? She was Mystique, which was uh, so. That's the only once again only reason. That's the only thing. The only good thing to come out of Full House. No, no, Full House was awesome. What? Yes. Are you kidding me? Your hatred for Full House borders on terrorist. I just ignore it. It's just just horrible. So, uh, so uh, explain to me, Soccer Boy. You come from, of course, you come from a country that didn't have television. You had to sit around watching like stick figures on the wall. But is that why you like it? Is this like you're amazed by the moving pictures in the magic box? Yeah, that's it. Exactly. From he's from Equicanal or whatever the hell it is. What about you though, Brandon? I mean, you. What is it about this show that you want to see return? It's pure family love in a time of crisis. What? Bob Saget's wife died. And he had need to rely on his two oh. best friends. To help Bob Saget, run. who uh, I did stand up with, one of the filthiest people in Hollywood. Which absolutely you're Filthy. loving now. Have you seen the uh, documentary, The Aristocrats? My buddy Paul uh, Provenza and um, uh, Penn Jillette did it. It's, there's this classic filthy joke from vaudeville called The Aristocrats. And they get a bunch of celebrities to tell it. And the guy who tells it the filthiest is Bob Saget. Without a doubt. So it's it's about his two so, best so, friends. Okay, wait a minute, okay. It's it's a lame eighties sitcom. Why don't you just bring back Facts of Life and get Tutu and Poochie and whatever their names were? How about that? Isn't Mrs. Garrett dead? I have no idea. Look, I assume is that the show you want? To, if I were going to bring back a show, it would not be Full House. It would not be Facts of Life. If I were going to bring back a show, I'd bring back something great. Absolutely. There it is, Lost in Space. That was the black and white open. They actually had two different uh, show opens when they switched to color. No, you got the same one twice, man. This is the second. This is the other one. No, no, no. There's another. There's another. I did extensive research. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Anyway, I like that. Here's the deal. Bring back Danger Will Robinson. Bring back uh, the Penny, the sister, versus the blonde. You know, I forget the blonde's name. But the deal with is, you know what makes it great? All the great shows gave you a Ginger versus Marianne choice. And that's what you had on Lost in Space. You had the 
Blonde daughter, the blonde girl versus the brunette daughter. She had that kind of thing going on. That was great. See, the problem at Lost... Let me guess. Your hottie was Will Mummy. That's why you're, no, that's the, why you're upset here. No, that's the why problem Brandon... with Lost in Space is the same reason why you can't bring back Land of the Lost. They what? tried in movie form and it failed. Yeah. Matt LeBlanc ruined Lost in Space for everybody. Yeah, it, you're absolutely right. But, uh, uh, and uh, it, what they did to Land of the Lost, which was my favorite Saturday morning show as a kid, Land of the Lost, the Slee Stacks. The the <laughs> the sleep stacks were the original zombies. They were theoretically dangerous, but they never could actually catch anybody, and they ran around, and you always got away from them. So bring back land, uh, bring back Lost in Space. We've already ruined Land of the Lost. Is there uh, something else you want to bring back? Anything else? I want to bring back Doug. Doug the cartoon. The cartoon. Ah, let's keep this to uh, prime time television shows. Fine. Then Party of Five with Lacey Chabert and Scott Wolf. Why? Because another family that had to suffer tragedy. So you're just working together. through personal issues. This is what this is about, Brandon, <laughs> Maybe, right? It's your TV yeah. psychotherapy. Maybe I need to go talk to somebody. You, you do. So 844-404-1067. One of the topics for today's show is if you could bring back one television show, and, and it's got to be pre, like, don't, someone just emailed me saying, I want to bring back Chuck. Chuck was just on the air. I mean, <laughs> it's been on the air within the last five years. There's got to be something that's been off the air for at least 10 years. What TV show would you bring back? Then is there any way that anyone without a gun is going to be able to get you to watch the reboot of Full House? 844-404-1067. This is just more uh, evidence, by the way, that Hollywood has run out of ideas. I mean, they have completely run out of ideas. You want to know why there's so many superhero things on right now? Because they got nothing else. It's a hot thing. And, and they're doing interesting things. The Daredevil... Uh, on Netflix, very interesting. Uh, it's kept me kept me watching all along. My twelve uh, year old daughter absolutely loves Arrow. I introduced her to Arrow, which is a CW network launch of the Green Arrow, and they've done. And it's it's very it's very teen friendly. You know what I mean? There's a lot of you know boy girl chasing and heartbreak and blah 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 blah. But uh, they do a decent job with that. But they're going back to that material because Hollywood has no. New ideas, apparently. So, 844-404-1067. What one television show from the past would you get Netflix to bring back? We're using the hashtag Netflix Bring Back. So, I want to hear that from you. And then when we come back, I've got a story I want to tell you. An astonishing story about how kids are being treated. And also the bad news about what parents are up to with them. Michael Graham now. And the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. Flying away on a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just me. All season long. The Braves score five more runs. You score a discount. The Braves will be playing tonight against the Mets. No game last night, but stay tuned to Braves Baseball here on News Radio 106.7. They score five runs or more. You get a dollar discount from Express uh, Oil and Change and Service Center. That's Express Oil Change and Service Center, expressoil.com. That music from the TV show Greatest American Hero. Several people suggested that's the show they want Netflix to bring back. The hashtag is Netflix Bring Back. Now they're bringing back Full House. Yikes. You know, Greatest American Hero is one of the shows that had a fantastic premise. I love the idea of it. An everyday teacher finds this suit from an, you know that is left behind by aliens, and it can make him a hero, but he has no clue how to be a hero. Great premise. 
mediocre execution. So I'm with you. I want that to come back because that could be a really well done, funny show. You know, another version of that show, Chuck, was basically that show just with a different thing. And I love Chuck. I thought Chuck was terrific. Uh, 844-404-1067 or email me, michael at michaelgram.com, the show you want to have brought back. Hey, how many of you have seen the new KFC TV spot about the kids going to get red velvet cake and chicken for mom and dad? Have you seen this ad? This is the day. It's got a girl, I'm guessing about like 10 years old. She's on her bike and her brother's like six years old and he's in the wagon. And she's pulling him and they go through the KFC drive-thru and they get mom red velvet cake and they get a bucket of chicken. Then they pass a cute little blonde girl. And so the little boy gives her a drumstick. <clears throat> hubba hubba. And then he, they roll. And then mom and dad come home and everyone's so happy. Hey, mom, dad, I got news for you. You are under arrest. In the state of Illinois, it is illegal to leave someone under the age of 14 alone in their house, in your house. It's illegal for you. How many of you are latchkey kids like me? You got off the bus or you walked home from school or you rode your bike home from school and you went right in the house and there were no adults. It was just you as a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, whatever, in the house and you, my mom's instructions were that when, as soon as I got home, and my sister, actually my sister and I, because my sister's two years younger than me, as soon as we got home, call, hi, we're here, we're fine, every day. And then I would sit and I would watch Match Game because it came on the local TV channel. So I watched Match Game. And I didn't understand half the jokes. I knew that Brett Summers was saying naughty things. I just didn't know what they were. Another show. They, have they brought back Match Game? Have they brought it back? I bet they have. Well, that's illegal. Now, it doesn't... I'd say it doesn't bother me that that's illegal. It bothers me a little bit that that's illegal. But what bothers me far more is that you are okay with it being illegal. A terrifying poll finds that huge majorities of Americans say it should be illegal for children to walk to a local park or play at a local park. Or do what they did in the KFC ad. Go shopping without parental or adult supervision. Huge majorities. 59% of you say it should be illegal for an elementary school kid, my daughter, 6th grade, 12-year-old daughter, to walk home from school. 59% of you say it should be illegal. 62% of you say that it should be legal for her to spend the day playing in the neighborhood Without supervision. Excuse me. How many of us walked out of our houses on Saturday in the morning and then came back Saturday at night when the streetlights came on? 844 uh, 62% of you now want that to be a crime. 71% of you want it to be illegal for my daughter to go to the park alone. 73% of you want it to be illegal for her to do what the KFC kids do in the ad and go down to the KFC and bring a bucket of chicken back for mom. And 80% of you, 8 out of 10, want it to be illegal for my daughter to get on the city bus and go 10 blocks to the whatever, to the KFC, I guess, and come back. You know, I talk about this all the time because I, I assume that you're looking at these stories of parents getting arrested because they left a kid in the car for three minutes or uh, parents who, as it happened in Maryland, had their children 
snatched from the streets and hidden from them by the police for hours. I assume you look at that and you think it's crazy, too. Apparently, I'm wrong. Apparently, I'm the crazy one. And you all think, of course, Michael, you can't let your child play in the park. Michael, you can't let your 12-year-old daughter walk to school. You can't let your 12-year-old. Michael, you just can't do it. I'm I'm stunned. No, you absolutely strongly over the top oppose this. A uh, poll last August found that 82% of you wanted it to be illegal for a kid to play at the par- a nine-year-old to play at the park unsupervised. 82%. And so I don't know what to say to that, except that I'm not changing my position because the facts are so overwhelmingly clear. Fact number one, you and I walked to the park, rode our bike to our friend's house, played outside. When we were 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, we did it all the time and without thinking about it, right? 844-404-1067. That's fact number one. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. Fact number two. Our kids are wildly safer today. They live in a wildly safer world than we did. That's indisputable. Crime rates have been going down steadily for 30 years. So we were in far more danger when we were running around doing it than our kids. And what's fascinating to me is that there's a new uh, report out that since 1997, the number of missing children in the United States has plunged by 40, 40 percent. Our kids have never been more safe and you have never been more anal. And the problem is that you think that what you're watching on Dateline and Discovery Channel and S, uh, uh, Law and Order SVU and all this stuff, you think that's real. And it's not. The world is safer than ever. Here is one more reality that's absolutely indisputable. Study after study shows that children who grow up in households with parents who tell them all the time, stranger danger, watch out, the world's not safe, don't let them play outside. Those children have psychological damage that lingers with them into adulthood. You are hurting your children by lying to them and teaching them that the world is an unsafe, dangerous, someone's about to snatch you place. Here's the natural truth that no one wants to admit. Mom, dad, we've seen your kid. Nobody wants your kid. Your snot-nosed little brat is absolutely safe on the streets and the sidewalks and the parks because nobody else would put up with him. I am Michael Graham. Steve Austin, astronaut, a man barely alive. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. Steve Austin will be that man. Better than he was before. 844-404-1067. Rory, do you have a request for a TV show you'd like to see Netflix bring back? Yes. Hi, Michael. How you doing, Rory? What is it? Love the show. Love the show. The $6 million man. That Steve Austin shout-out was just for you, Rory. Well, I appreciate that. We Mike. can rebuild him. We can, but you know they would screw it up. You know they would. It would be like these six. 
sixty million dollar politically correct man. You know, and so that, that's how they would mess it up. They wouldn't let him go out and fight the bad guys. They have to go out and under, under, they'd give him like a bionic heart that can understand the compassion of the criminals. It's one of the many, many problems. Netflix is bringing back uh, Full House. I have no idea why. It's going to be Fuller House. Um, and uh, so we're asking you to use the hashtag Netflix bring back to tell us the show you'd most like to bring back. The problem is. These TV shows were full of kids doing things that are illegal now. In the Waltons, the kids went out with guns hunting. And on the Brady Bunch, they used to ride their bikes to the park by themselves. Lenore Skenazy, FreeRangeKids.com. What are we going to do? Little Bobby and Greg are at the park all alone. Do, do you know, Michael, that if you get the, the double DVD set called Sesame Street Old School and you watch it and you see all these, you know, I guess they're preschoolers or kindergartners riding right. their bikes and playing in a Ugh. vacant lot and uh, doing follow the leader. And the, the leader is actually not a, you know, a trained child development professional. <laughs> it's, it's another child. Um, and before you see any of them, there's a, a warning appears on screen and it says the following is intended for adult viewing only and may not be suitable for our younger viewers. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. We're talking yeah. to Lenore Skenazy, freerangekids.com, fantastic website. You've singled out an ad that KFC's running of a, a little girl who's about 10, little boy about 6, and she's pulling, she's bike and wagon, and they go to KFC and get mom and dad dinner and go home and surprise them. Great mm -hmm. ad, heartwarming ad. You do know that everything in that ad is illegal, right? <laughs> you know what I didn't notice? I put it on my site. I said, I, you know, KFC, the official, the unofficial sponsor of Free Range Kids, because I love the ad. And um, it really does not have anybody hovering. And at some point, a lot of other kids on bikes start following them in, mm -hmm. in sort of um, stand-by-me fashion. And there, once again, is no, you know, no coach, no teacher, um, no parent. But what I hadn't realized, and somebody pointed out in the comments on my site, is that in very tiny white print, so it's really yes. hard to read against the background, at the beginning it says, do not attempt. Yes, it does. Your website has the same message that it has. I was going to mention that on the ads that show the cars jumping up onto trains and the ads that show people <laughs> flying. Really, you know, right, right, right. will not do let not, you fly. Right. Do not attempt to let your 10-year-old go down really. to the local KFC. And here's why they put that, Lenore. The, another poll is out that confirms, alas, the bad news. 59% yeah. of adults say it should be <laughs> illegal for my 12-year-old daughter to walk home from school. 73% say it should be illegal for her to go to KFC by herself. We're losing this fight, Lenore. You know, um, I, I, I am just uh, like a quiver trying to uh, uh, digest these because I felt like I felt like, frankly, I thought I had won. I thought I had gotten people so annoyed at the idea of parents being arrested for letting their mm -hmm. kids walk to the park that suddenly everyone was saying, hell yeah, my kids should walk to the park. <laughs> I'm going to send them out to the park tomorrow. Don't you tell me what I can do in a good United States of America. Right. And so I thought, like, hey, hey, you know, in reminding us of the freedoms that we could lose at the hands of, right. you know, some officious cop or CPS worker, um, people finally woke up to the idea, we don't want to lose these uh, these freedoms and this kind of childhood for our kids at all. So to see, I'm, I'm looking at your site right now, that 70% would neither allow a kid to go to a park alone nor to the store. 80% said they wouldn't allow an elementary-aged child to use public transit. That's right. Maybe public transit is because nobody has any public transit <laughs> anymore. Maybe, so I'm going to ignore that one. But um, to not allow a kid to go to the park or to the store, walk to school, I mean... You know, I, I'm this broken record, but when I was a kid and walking to school like everybody else, when crime was higher, crime was higher. Um, my crossing guard was a 10-year-old. I mean, somehow, 
we we trusted the 10-year-old of the species to hold up cars as they cross, you know, as children cross the street. So today, I'm walking around my neighborhood at, at um, drop-off time in the morning, mm-hmm. and I see that there's a street. Admittedly, this is New York City, but it's Queens. It's a, it's a walking neighborhood. And there's a street blocked off by a police van and two cops. And I was with my son at the time. I said, let me go and ask them why, because I had a feeling I knew why. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, was there an accident, officer? Two cops. What's happening down the street? And they said, no, we're simply blocking off the street. And I was like, why, officer? And they said, well, the crossing guard isn't here today. So because there was no crossing guard, they had a car. It's like, couldn't, A, we had two cops there now. Couldn't one of them be the crossing guard, you know? But it was treated like the scene of a major crime. Sure, and it was. We're talking to Lenore Skenazy, freerangekids.com. But to me, the key part, Lenore, is what you started off earlier. You thought people would rise up and say it's none of your damn business. I'm afraid the it's none of your damn business America is, if not dead, on life support. I'm being told more and more by my listeners here in Red State, Georgia, I want the government to step in. I want the government to arrest these. The, the, the parents in Maryland, there are no sympathizers for them <gasps> here in Georgia. I don't believe you. No, I literally no. do not believe Throw you. Throw them in jail. No child should be allowed to walk to the park. No. And when you say, well, you did it, it's different now. And you're right, it is different. It's 40% safer Right, right, right. Now we arrest the parents. Yeah. Does it matter? We, we I, as a culture, I, I, Michael, been... you're not. It's, this is not hyperbole on your part to no. to, to rile me up and no. to make me, you know, bang my head against the wall. You've seen no? the poll. You've seen the poll numbers. No, yeah, you know, it's, it's so weird. It's so weird because over the summer, um, Reason, where I also blog, Reason right. did a, a, a poll, and they found something similar. It was like sixty three percent or sixty nine percent of Americans thought mm-hmm. even. Was it a 12-year-old shouldn't be at the park or 9-year-old? Oh, it was like 63% said a 9-year-old shouldn't be at the park. And, mm-hmm. and then, like, it was about 40-something percent said even a 12-year-old shouldn't be at the park. It's like, well, why don't we get rid of the parks, first of all? Because, <laughs> obviously, we're telling the children, this is not a place for you. Exactly. This place has swings. You know, get away while get you away, can. Away. Yeah, survive. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a park survival. Uh, what, what is it called? <laughs> I survived, my, I survived, I, I survived the park. park. Exactly. Oh, oh, so speaking of park, let me, let me tell your listeners who are um, the, the red meat, red state people um, that perhaps um, will cotton to this, that on the, what is it, May, May 9th? 9th? May 9th is Take Our Children to the Park and Let Them Walk Home by Themselves Day. Um, you might recall that for the last five years I've done Take Our Children to the sure. Park and Leave Them Their Day. <laughs> um, and so this year, in honor of the Métis, we're asking people if they would like, if they feel they're ready, and if they mm-hmm. want to um, teach their kids that this is a normal thing that they should be allowed to do, take your kids to the park, um, let them play, and uh, without you there. I mean, this is idea for like seven, <laughs> you know, kids over seven or eight years right. old. Because a lot of times, at least what happened with me in my city, is that, like, one kid goes to, you know, the French immersion school, and one kid goes to a different private school, and one kid goes to a public school, and one kid goes to this program and that program, and and they never even know that there's another kid in the neighborhood their age because they never see them because after school everybody's in the other immersion program. And so this was a day that I devised that at 10 in the morning you take your kids to the local park, and guess what? There's other local kids, and they meet, and without you there, they have to come up with something to do. And we we used to call this weird activity called playing. Yep. Um, and so they play, and then they get themselves home. And well, so we got to let you go because we're running out of time, but Lenore Stacey, what do you say to those parents who will then be in jail? Because that's they did this. I'm not, your... I'm not joking. I'm completely no, 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 sincere. I, I and my about listeners consider... will rally around and throw them in jail. My listeners will say, yes, send <laughs> them to the, to the... St-. Yes, they will. Overwhelmingly, they think that the Métis family 
are uh, uh, should not be allowed to let their children walk to the park. That the they, and it doesn't matter how many facts I give them, Lenore. All they see is Law and Order SVU. All they see is Dateline NBC. All that's all they see, and they know that there's a rapist perv behind every shrub, but they don't care how low the crime count is. So what do you say to those parents who will be thrown in jail by their neighbor parents? What do you say to them? First of all, I say have a group. I mean, nobody's going to throw a group of you yes, know, two are. of your kids and three of other kids walking home together. They can't. It's too mm. many kids. The kids will distract <laughs> the, the cops and run away. And, and, and if you want oh, no, no, no. to be safe and healthy and not fat, they got to play. Lenore, you, play. Can't, you can't run from the cops because then the cops will kill you. And even though you're unarmed, <laughs> it'll be your fault for running from the cops. And that's what's happened here. This has been the erosion of the American culture. The average American no longer believes that it is my job and my opportunity to be a self-responsible person. They now believe it is my job to do what the authorities say, do what I'm told, obey, obey, obey. And so there has to be an authority there because what are you going to have the kids make their own decisions, Lenore? What are you, crazy? Yeah, I live in a town where every single subway station says, if you see something, say something. Exactly. Yep. As if every lost lunch on the subway is a, a neutron bomb. Mm-hmm. So, and it yeah, is. I understand the culture of fear, but it feels really great. I just have to say to your listeners um, that if you do let your kids do something simple and do it with another kid or three other kids or five other kids, but do it on their own without you, when your kids come home, and they will, <laughs> they will come home, um, <laughs> it feels so great to remember that your kids are growing up and that they can do this thing and that they feel happy because you believe in them. It's worth it. It's worth it for the surge of joy, and it's worth it for your kid's childhood to let them go. So as you're holding the numbers up under your face for your mugshot, remember that it was <laughs> worth it, says Lenore Skenazy, freerangekids.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. It's 1052. Oh, yeah. Michael Graham. So, how about it? Are you part of the 70 plus percent who say that it should be illegal for my 12 year old daughter to play at the park by herself? That it should be illegal for me to let her walk to school by herself. That it should be illegal for her to go shopping by herself, like you saw in the little KFC ad. Are you part of that 70%? And if you are, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to debate you. Certainly not going to yell at you. I'm just curious as to why. Why? You did it, and I did it. By the way, overwhelmingly, the poll, same poll shows that we as kids did exactly the same things that we as parents aren't letting our kids do. So I'm just curious if you could explain to me, 844-404-1067, knowing that it's safer today, knowing that crime is way down today. You know how rare child abductions are? They're so rare that when one happens, it becomes a national news story. In the panicked moment, Suzanne Guzman realized her son Brock was missing. The family car stolen from their Northern California driveway Monday morning with an eight-year-old in the back seat. Brock's father had loaded him into the sedan to head to school, but then took a quick step back inside, leaving the car running. By the time he returned, it was gone. After three anxious hours, police locating the car less than two miles away. The child is in the car. It is okay. Just woke up. Little Brock found safe and sound, sleeping in the back seat. He woke up and then the guy looked back, I guess, and said, I didn't know you were in the car, and then pulled over and got out and walked away. 
So that story, the kid was totally safe, found three hours later. That was my, that was one of the first three news stories this morning on ABC National News. It is so rare for a kid to be taken by a stranger that it's a national news story. When in the 60s, it was a local news story. So that's the world we live in, and yet 70% of us as parents say we will not let our kids go outside, play outside. And I just, I don't understand it. I also don't understand why anybody would want to bring back Full House. This is completely beyond me, and yet Netflix is bringing it back. So we are asking the question, and we're using the hashtag Netflix bring back. Uh, Phil, what would you like Netflix to bring back? All in the family. Now, why all in the family? Uh, you can't beat Carol O'Connor. <laughs> Well, that's the problem is we can't bring back Carol O'Connor. That's the part we don't have. Here's how you do All in the Family. You set it not in Brooklyn or Queens. You set it in Upper West Side Manhattan or San Francisco. And the dad is a pompous liberal college professor. And the wife is a clueless granola. I don't get my kids vaccinated cruncher. And then one of the kids is a thinking, reading conservative. That's how you do all the family today. That would be because how do you mock the people that Carol O'Connor mocked? They're they're gone. They're done. So uh, but uh, but uh, all the family. Absolutely terrific show. You just have to flip it around to make it work today. Chris is on to talk about the fact that 70 percent of American parents say no children should not be allowed to play at the park by themselves. Chris, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Doing fine. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you that we should allow our kids to be able to do things like that, walk home by themselves, go outside more and play. I think they would have better skills as problem solvers if we allow them to. I'm, I'm constantly yelling at my kids about being problem solvers, and then I realize in school they're not being taught that. Right. Yeah, they're so not allowed to, they, to, to, to solve problems. If they have to solve a problem, yeah. something went wrong. Yeah, I, I remember uh, when my kids were a little bit younger, I was trying to get them to just to go outside in the neighborhood and play. And uh, they were like, no, no. And I was like, why not? They said, somebody might snatch us or we might get lost. What? I was like, you're just going around the block. <laughs> Your kids said that? Yeah. <laughs> so, we, I mean, we definitely live in a state of fear, constantly being pushed by the media <sighs> to make us afraid to do everything. But I'm definitely on your side. So, Man, you got one guy. You are so right, Chris, about the media. and fe- This is about fear. We are letting fear rule us. We are letting fear overtake our kids' lives. We're letting fear poison our children. We're convincing kids that every person they walk by down the street is a potential rapist or perv who's about to grab them. When, in fact, 99% of the people you walked down the street, if a kid fell and got hurt, they would want to help. That's the real America that we really live in. The fear isn't just bad because it's fear. It's bad because it's fake. It's false. It's false. It's built on a lie. That's why I'm telling you the natural truth. In a 2014 episode of the PBS documentary series, Finding Your Roots, Ben Affleck learned a great deal about his family tree. He apparently did not want the show to reveal that one of his ancestors owned slaves. The regular person on a daily basis, we, we have a lot of materialistic items. We, we have clothes, we have jewelry, we have cell phones. We're very materialistic people. When you take all of the materialistic items away from a person, what are they left with? This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. Hello. 
morning. It's 1106 on News Radio 106.7. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River, thrilled, delighted, honored, and somewhat stunned that you've chosen to let me be part of your morning. Uh, the conversation is at 844-404-1067. You can be part of it, or you can uh, email me, michael at michaelgram.com, or find me on Twitter, I am M. Graham. And we are using the hashtag Netflix Bring Back to keep up, to continue the conversation inspired when Full House, that's right, Full House is coming back courtesy of Netflix. So the hashtag is Netflix Bring Back. And several of us have suggested this one. Yes. One of the greatest shows of all time, Green Acres, and uh, but I don't know that it could work. The, the, I, most people didn't get the premise of Green Acres, which was that uh, the main character played by Eddie Arnold was right, and all the people around him were wrong, but because they were all wrong together, they were um, right, and that's it was a fantastic parody. I, it was it's one of the. In, in its own way, it was an amazingly dark comedy about the American character. And perfect example is what we're talking about right now. It doesn't matter that your kids are safer than they've ever than they've been in 40 years. It doesn't matter that crime has plunged. It doesn't matter that the number of missing children is 40 percent lower than it was just in 1997. The fact is that what these kids do in this new KFC commercial, where they're riding their bike. Picking up chicken at the window, taking it to mom and dad, surprising them with the red velvet cake. They're on a bicycle. They're by themselves. There's no adult. What are we going to do? That's illegal. In several states, that's illegal. And 70% of you, of the American people, want this to be illegal. It's just gasp-inducing astonishment for me at 844-404-1067. And so we're asking why. We're also asking you, given that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Full House is coming back, what TV show you think uh, Netflix should bring back. So I'm watching my Twitter feed. The hashtag is, once again, Netflix bring back, and we will share those with you. And if you have a, a, a series you'd love to see, come back, 844-404-1067. Uh, I got to tell you, for the, the, the people who are jamming my email with suggestions of MASH, you obviously didn't watch MASH. In the last three years or so. The last three seasons are more whatever ish. The end of the show, awful. And that last episode, one of the worst things ever on television. And then they tried to do Aftermash. Ugh. Yikes. Anyway, so if you're part of the American majority who say that it should be illegal for kids to go to the store by themselves, illegal for kids to go to the park by themselves, uh, I want to hear from you. We've also been talking about the economy in part because this Thursday I'll be broadcasting live from the Atlanta Career Expo at uh, Cobb Galleria from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's when the, the uh, expo is going on. I'll be there 9 to noon. 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. brought to you by News Radio 1067 and presented by Northside Hospital. Whether you're searching for your first job, your dream job, or something to keep you busy during retirement, the Atlanta Career Expo this Thursday at the Cobb Galleria can help. Uh, while in... You know, when you talk about arresting kids, you know, of course, we've already seen it. We saw it in Maryland where the two kids were walking home from the park in broad daylight. 
And the police scoop them up, throw them in the squad car, hide them from their parents. And then the police and the local child protective services force the parents. If you want your hostages back, if you want your children back, you have to sign away your parental rights. You can no longer let your 10-year-old and 6-year-old walk to the park. And the parents, to get their kids back, had to agree to surrender their parental rights. I was horrified by that. And I, I, I just hope you are, too. But you know, And you heard Lenore Skenazy. She thinks you are, too. I'm afraid. I, I'm afraid the character of America has changed. We are truly a bunch of people who are just, whatever you say, tell me what to do. If you think you need to arrest my kids, you arrest my kids. Oh, Michael, stop exaggerating. On March 24th, cannabis oil activist Shona Banda's life was flipped upside down. After her son was taken from her by the state of Kansas, the ordeal started when police and counselors at her 11-year-old son's school conducted a drug education class. Her son, who had previously lived in Colorado, disagreed with some of the anti-pot points that were made by school officials. My son was saying different things like, quote, my mom calls it cannabis and not marijuana. He let them know how educated he was based on the facts. After her son spoke out at school... Think about this. Your 11-year-old son, he's at school. It's a presentation. He just gives his opinion. Quote, police detained him and launched a raid on his mother's home. They pulled my son out of school about 1.40 in the afternoon and interrogated him. Police showed up my house at 3. I let them know they weren't allowed in my home without a warrant. Uh, I didn't believe you could get a warrant Off of something a child said in school, I was wrong. The police waited at my house for three hours until they got their warrant and executed a search on my home. My husband and I were separated and neither of us was contacted before our son was taken and questioned. The boy was defending his mother's use of a drug that helps her deal with an awful condition. Turns out that she uses uh, cannabis oil. She had two ounces of it in her house. For her uh, health condition, she uh, uh, so the boy was defending his mother's use of the drugs to help her deal with an awful condition. Because he stuck up for his mother, the state arrested him and took him away. So this is where we are. Your kid expresses an opinion at school and the police grab him and they come to your house and search your house and arrest you. Is this where we are? What are you doing letting your kid walk down the street? What are you doing telling your kid that pot is okay? What are you doing telling your kids that homosexuality is is a sin? What are you doing telling him that that's wrong? What are you doing? This is the door that you are kicking wide open. 844-404-1067. Did the cops do the right thing by grabbing the kid for talking about his opinions on marijuana and saying that his mom uh, used it at home? Is that the right thing to do for the police? Should your house be able to be searched because of what your kid says at home? Is this really how you want to live? Because it's happening right now. Also, the sitcoms you would like to see come back. The hashtag is uh, Netflix Bring Back. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at Noon on News Radio 1067. It's 1121. Ah, 
Michael Graham, 844-404-1067. Are the police right to pick up kids who are walking home from the park if they think the kids are too young? Is that the right thing to do? Are the police right to arrest kids who are on their way to the store because you think it should it's wrong for parents to send their kids to the store before they're 14 years old? Uh, which, according to polls, you do. And are the police right to uh, seize an 11-year-old kid who was talking about his mom using cannabis to treat her Crohn's disease, interrogate him, and then use his comments to get a warrant to search his mom's homes? Is this the right? Is this what you want your police to do? Because apparently, somehow, I'm not communicating this correctly. When you give the police his power, they're going to use it. That's what they're going to to do. And I know we want to think that the uh, police are all Andy Taylor from the Andy Griffith show, which is a show that should not be brought back because it's a classic. You can't touch it. It's perfect. Don't touch Andy Griffith. My my kids love watching Andy Griffith. We watch it on Netflix all the time. They love it. Uh, but the, the, the fact is that they're not. That it's it, They are the agents of the government and the government loves controlling what you do. And from the TSA to snatching children off the streets, to uh, interrogating 11-year-olds without their parents' knowledge or consent. This is what government is sending the cops out to do. 844 We're also looking for the show you should bring back. Todd couldn't hold, but do we have Todd's theme? Can we do a shout-out, please, for our friend Todd? Uh, can we do that uh, real quickly? Todd wants to see MacGyver come back. The hashtag Netflix bring back. Uh, I could see that. I, I wouldn't see Magruder myself. But uh, anyway, 844-404-1067. Uh, let's talk to Scott. Scott, you're on the air. Thanks for the call. Uh, yes, sir. So what do you think uh, of the I, cops? But say again? What do you think of what the cops are doing here? I, I think it's ridiculous. Now, you know, I, I'm an old man. I was raised up during the late 40s and early 50s, mm-hmm. and we went everywhere by ourselves. And, of course, my kids did, too. But uh, I was thinking, I haven't heard anyone yet say that these police are so worried about the kids. Why don't they kind of walk around the parks and see who may be unsavory-looking character at the park and haul him in instead of the kids? Uh, I, I'm with you. Look, if you've got time to shake down 11-year-olds who defend marijuana, oh, you, know, you can't have that opinion, who quote their parents defending marijuana, you're not allowed to say that. If you've got time to bust little kids for uh, biting their Pop-Tart in the shape of a gun, then you've got time to patrol the, the parks. You've got time to patrol the streets. How about instead of snatching children off the sidewalks, how about if you just walk with them? down the sidewalk let people see that when kids are walking around on our public sidewalks in our neighborhoods that the police are there and keeping an eye on people isn't that great don't you feel good seriously if you see a group of kids walking in the street or playing in a uh, playing basketball a little pickup game or in this in the cul-de-sac playing a plastic wiffle ball like i we had yesterday if you see a cop just kind of show up walk around just let everybody know hey i'm here isn't that great nope sorry Hi, I'm Officer Johnson, and I'm here to throw your 11-year-old in jail. Have a nice day. (sighs) They only do it, ladies and gentlemen, because you let them get away with it. That's the only reason. Eddie, you are on with Michael Graham. Thanks for the call. Right ahead. 
Hey, Michael Graham. Thank you very much. I enjoy your show immensely. Um, back in the days, you know, when kids were younger, cops used to help them get home. But for a cop to take a kid off the street, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that kidnapping? Just because he's a cop, he doesn't have the right to take someone else's child. Yeah, um, you should be arrested for kidnapping. Well, under normal circumstances, that doesn't I, belong to you. The last I checked, that's the, stealing. Uh, normally, I would disagree with you, and I would say that that was ridiculous. But unfortunately, in this case, it is absolutely kidnapping. When you snatch a ten-year-old, once again, you've seen the have you seen the KFC ad? Have you seen how cute that KFC ad is with the ten-year-old on the bike and the six-year-old boy in the wagon behind? That's what was happening in Maryland, and those kids didn't get home with the KFC. The cops snatched them and took the little red velvet cake and took the wings and the thighs and the breasts back to the police station and hid them from the police, uh, from the parents until the parents said, okay, I'll do whatever you say. Just give me my kids back. Give up your rights. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. There is no other word for that but kidnapping. You have hostages, you have taking by force, and you have being held for ransom. And it only happens because we as citizens and parents and Americans have stopped saying, what the bleep is your problem? We have stopped saying, leave us the hell alone. And we have started saying, whatever you say, Mr. Government, whatever you say, you tell me. <sighs> Eight four four. I, I'm telling you, our heroes who fought in World War II, if they could see what we are doing with the freedom that they died for, they would be hum- They would ask, what, what did we do? How did this happen? We were willing to fight the battle of Normandy, and you're not even willing to fight the battle of let my kid walk down the street. We, you know, parachuted behind enemy lines in France, and you're not even willing to stand up to the cop who grabs an 11-year-old and interrogates him because he says my mommy uses cannabis to treat her Crohn's disease. Is there any fight for freedom you're willing to fight? Is there any line you? Stop looking around. Stop looking out the car window. I'm talking to you. Stop getting mad at me. It's not my fault that we've given so much to the government and the police. It's not my fault. It's what has happened. The challenge has been thrown down on you as parents and citizens. Are you going to put up with this? Because I guarantee you, President Mrs. Bill Clinton can't wait to give you twice as much. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio.